Hey, Podsters, we are back with a super, super special episode. This is Beth's last episode. So today we close this chapter of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. We wish Beth well and nothing but good vibes as she pursues other areas of her business and her life. Thank you, Beth, my partner in crime, as we launched this this podcast little over a year ago, and who knew? We were hoping to make it past six, which is the witching number for podcasts, and here we are 70-plus episodes later. As we move on to the next chapter, or Unmute Yourself, the podcast 2.0, you definitely want to hit that follow button if you haven't yet, subscribe button, because here's what's coming up. I have an all-star lineup of guests coming. Not all of the episodes will be guests. Some of them will obviously be me and only me. But here's who you can look forward to before the end of the year. We have Bill Benjamin, who is a, I would call him a human performance expert and an emotional intelligence expert. He's going to be here to talk to us, our first dude on the podcast. He's coming to talk to us about courage and connection and how both of these impact your work in your home life. And as a bonus, for those of you who lead teams, we are going to tie this back to how courage and connection will help you build a culture of a high-performing culture. We have Dr. Audra, Dr. Audra Lance. She's a sports and non-surgical injury specialist, and she's she's a baller, okay? She works with celebrities and athletes, big ones, very big ones that we can't mention. And she's going to talk to us about how to avoid burnout. We're going to air that episode around the holiday season. Brenda Johnston, who is one of my favorite people and had one of the most viewed episodes with us. She's a mindset strategist. I like to call her a performance coach. She's coming back to talk about why we keep making the same New Year's resolutions year after year and how to knock that off and manage your energy and actually get rid of your blockages in your mind so that you can do the thing. And last but certainly not least, I am bringing back Tiffany Carter, my business coach, my beloved business coach, to talk about how to do the darn thing. Stay tuned. Hit that follow button. Beth, we will miss you. And I am looking forward to what's next for all of us. Peace out for now. Hey, Podsters, it's Nancy Madoff and Beth Knauss here to change the conversation around women in confidence with actionable tools, real-life stories, humor, kindness, and the occasional shenanigans. We are fired up. We are calling things as we see them, and we are not holding back. We have a bullshit button, and we're not afraid to use it. We have used it in the past. I'm Nancy Medoff, keynote speaker, executive coach, and best-selling author who literally wrote the book on women in confidence. I'm Beth Knauss, creative copywriter, personal messaging consultant who helps business owners use their unique voice to bring in more ideal clients. So here's what's up. If you're done playing it safe, you're tired of your own narrative, and you're ready to step into your authenticity, you're in the right place. If you're looking for a weekly shot of confidence and the occasional truth bomb, you're also in the right place. So buckle up, friends and get ready to feel empowered and inspired as together we build our confidence toolkit and empower women everywhere to speak up and get their seat at the table and then build a bigger table. And we back. We're back. Hello, podsters. I feel like we should have like a little hat on or pop a bottle of champagne. Don't you? 
Well, sure. Absolutely. Do you want to tell the podsters why we're going to put a hat on and pop a bottle of champagne? Yeah. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, first of all, you should, but I'm going to be moving on from the podcast, podsters. Nancy's going to take over and run the ship solo and I'll come back as a guest. Totally. By the way, totes, totes. Yeah. So everything's good, everybody. This is letting go. It no longer serves you. And Beth wasn't feeling it. So I'm very grateful. By the way, I think we have over 7,500 downloads. Yes, I did see that. That's a lot. It is a lot. And over 65-ish episodes, 6, 7, 70. I mean, we got a lot of episodes. So it has been a wild ride. Can I still call and leave you rando Voxer messages? Absolutely. We'll go back and forth and- Random stuff. Random. Yeah. And by the way, I'm sure that you will be like, hey, Nance, I think you should talk about this on the podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we are jumping into the third part of- how to own the room. And this is nonverbal communication, which both of us love, by the way. And uh, yeah, so let's do it. Okay. All right. All right. So nonverbal communication to me is about your presence. And it's so funny because one of the things I train on is executive presence. And I kind of chuckle at that expression because that's a catch-all for showing up confidently, in my opinion. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So people are like, how do I get more executive presence? It, 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 your presence is your presence. You can change how you how you present yourself while still being authentic. That would be the best thing. And it's about being confident in your own presence, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, so how do you, Beth? If you're not feeling confident, how do you own the room when you walk in the room? So the first thing is I have to really like what I'm wearing. I have to like how I look. Mm -hmm. I have to like just all of it because I think oftentimes, especially when we're unsure, we can tend to dress how we think we should dress or something like that. And really you need to dress in your power clothes, right? In your Mm -hmm. alter ego power clothes. And I think that's the very first step. I would agree. Can I add something before you move on? Of course. We talked about this a long time ago, way back. We talked about body image and how it affects how you show up. And I remember I used to, you know, and I, uh, do I still, I used to buy clothes that were too small for me because I'm like, okay, well, I am a size six. I was not a size six. Okay. So I would buy clothes that were size six. I would squeeze into them. And I would be self-conscious the whole time. This includes when I would get on stage and I'm like, okay, Nance, you got to stop this because you need, I have to have presence on the stage. That is my job. So I would buy the bigger clothes. So, and you know what? I, you want to know what I used to do? I still kind of do it a little bit. I would buy a six an eight and a 10 and mm-hmm. I would return the ones that don't fit. And I would keep them until the presentation And then I'd be like, okay, this is the one that looks the best on me today. I'm going to return the other one. So that way I wasn't worried about it. I didn't care what the size was. It was really which looks the best. 
because I will feel the best with the outfit I know looks the best rather than trying to squeeze into the wrong size. Like we all do it. I do it with shoes too. Do you ever do that with shoes, by the way? So I'm a size five now. Oh, oh yeah. <coughs> I forgot you're short. Are you short? Petite. I like to say petite. Yeah, I'm five foot three. See, I forget because I always see you over the screen. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't do that with shoes, but I did that with shoes. I'm like, I'm a size seven. My sister-in-law is like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. And then I would <laughs> give her all my size sevens. She'd be like, I told you not a size seven. So the point is to be comfortable because if you're comfortable, you'll be confident, right? Yes, absolutely. I feel okay. You. So that was one, what you wear. What's number two? So you and I both fully believe in taking up space, but I think mm -hmm. it's also really important to know what positioning you feel balanced in, right? To really find your center and to know where your feet have to be or how you have to sit in the chair or, or do your shoulders feel balanced, like all that stuff. Because if you feel off balance and your body's tensing or, you know, you're wearing shoes that aren't the right size or the heels are too high, <laughs> like you just really need to feel grounded, I think, before you deliver any sort of message, no matter how big the group is, whether it's just a meeting room or a one-on-one -on -one meeting or. I totally agree. Totally agree. I'm getting feedback on my microphone again. A couple of tactical things. One, if you are presenting, even if you're leading a meeting, go check out the room ahead of time. That's like a given. You have to do that because if you walk in and it wasn't what you were expecting, boy, are you screwed. Two, make it your own. So what, what I say to that is like, I've walked into many rooms where the setup has not been great. And I have said, because I came from banquets. I was in banquets for many years. I've said, I think we have enough time to change this, this, and this. Can we change it? And they'll let's say I'm wearing a skirt and it's a chair, a low chair. I'll say, I can't do that. We need a stool or, you know, whatever the case may be if I'm on stage right. or I just, I'll wear pants knowing that I'm not, I don't know what's going to be part of, you know, if I'm on a panel, same thing with if you are leading a meeting and you don't like the way the meeting room is set up, change it. And if you can't change it, get there and walk through it so that you can adapt to it. You Again, you have to be comfortable. Right. That's interesting that, that the, the knowing your environment is about, is about being comfortable. I'm just writing this down. Yeah, I just did that actually. I was on a stage and there was something in the middle of the stage and I'm like, I can't walk around this. Like I can't be worried about walking into this. So I had them take it off, I'm, you know, very nicely. I'm like, do we have time? Can we do this? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the taking up space, this is like huge. So this is when we talk about this a lot, power posing or taking up space. And <clears throat> the first time I spoke in front of a large group, I did the power posing, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's taking up space and it, it's called the super Superman or superwoman pose, just making yourself big and statistically proven to change how you show up and to improve your confidence. Amy Cuddy did a big Ted talk on it. We'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, but there, I, I, there's a, there's a example that's different that I want to share. I was in a meeting and this was many years ago. It was a tough meeting. It, the, the, it was going to be a difficult meeting. And I remember I'm like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this take up space thing. Let's see if this really works. So it's a conference table. It's probably about 20 people at the table. Have I, have I told you the story before? I don't know. It's, it's actually pretty cool. And so I took up space. I wasn't a slob, but I, instead of shrinking small and just taking up my little notepad, 
I took out everything I needed. Here's my pen. Here's my, my, my phone was over there. Here's my laptop, whatever, took up space. And I sat in the chair and I sat tall and I took up space. And, oh, I just leaned back. I don't know if they can hear me. I took up space. So the conversation was, again, a difficult conversation. And the the person, because we had a customer, we had a customer in the room who was not happy. And he deferred everything to me. Because I took up space, I wasn't the senior person in the room. I wasn't responsible for any of the outcomes. He'd be like, well, Nancy, what do you think? It was bizarre. And I'll never forget after this meeting, because I took up the space and I must've been radiating confidence just because I took up so much space and I felt so like larger than life. Two women came up to me after the meeting and they said, that was unbelievable. Do you know him? And I said, I don't know him. I, this is the first time I met him. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Because I took up space. Yep. So how can we do that? How can we do that in our day-to-day more? So I think one of the things that I had read in a couple of spots was about using your hands when you talk because you can really emphasize. And of course, I think a lot of us do that anyway, but I think there's an energy to movement. And I, yeah, like it just kind of creates that space, like however far out your hands or your arms are going, or if you're moving your head or your body, like if I'm standing and talking, I want to be able to move. And so I think that that is definitely part of it. And you want to stand up straight. There's so many things, right? You want to make sure you're looking at the people you're speaking to and you're not looking away or looking down or, you know, any of those things. So you're making this direct contact. And I think it's okay to have one hand on your hip and the other hand you're using to talk and just really, how can you take up that space? Because again, I think probably as women, We have a tendency to cross our legs or to cross our arms or hold our hands in our lap or bend forward and really kind of curl up into this ball instead of expanding and speaking that way. I love that. As you were saying that, I was thinking about expansive energy, right? When you're expanding, your energy is expanding and that's going to touch and reach other people. Yeah, totally. As you were talking, I was also thinking about there's all these, because I know a lot of people want to become speakers and want to do more speaking. And I love it. So I have been told, don't walk around. I have been told, make sure you walk around. I have been told, don't move your hands. I have been told, make sure you move your hands. So at the end of the day, again, do whatever you are comfortable with. I like to walk around. I mean, you're not going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but nobody does that. You wouldn't do that anyway. Right. And if me walking across the stage is distracting, then my message isn't compelling enough. It's not because I'm walking. It's because of the message. So again, I would say, do whatever you're comfortable with. I I love that. Like it's all coming back to your comfortable and confident. I want to go back to the meetings though, too, because I, I don't know if you know, oh, you don't know this. I was called a Karen on YouTube. What? I was called a cookie Karen because cookie Karen. Uh-huh. So in one of our previous episodes, a few episodes ago, we talked about how you were giving, how people, how women give away their power at work. And one of the things I said, I don't know if you remember is mm-hmm. don't bring it, don't bake cookies and bring in cookies. Don't bring cookies into the office. 
bring cookies into the office if the men in your office are bringing cookies in. And also if they aren't and you're bringing cookies in, that's fine. Great. Everybody has leftover cookies. Understand that you're positioning yourself as a caretaker. Right. Uh, so the, I was railed. I got so many trolls. First of all, they were all men. Oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah. That's Second of all, yeah. Se and they're like, well, this is stupid. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what? It's stupid if you're a man because you don't have to think about it. And there were a couple of women who didn't agree, and that's fine. I didn't do a good job communicating the message. It was a snippet like this long. What I'm saying is, what are you doing in the meeting? Are you taking notes? That's fine if everybody else shares that responsibility, right? Are you getting the coffee? That's fine if everybody else shares that responsibility. Are you bringing in cookies? Great if other people bring in cookies and if some of those other people are men. If not, you are you can't own the room if you're coming in with a, look what I have, I'm going to take care of you with this beautiful banana bread. That's not owning the room. Right. That's lovely and that's kind and that's making friends. Great. Keep doing it. Yeah. But not if you want to own the room. Well, yeah, you're setting yourself up for a stigma, right? Well, listen, don't be a cookie, Karen Beth, because that's what I am. You are. <laughs> Is that what they called you? A cookie, Karen. A cookie, Karen. Yeah. I left that up there because I thought it was actually really funny. I mean, it's like, it's fine. You can't put yourself out there without... It's no, true. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and what I like to say is when you get a reaction like that, obviously what you said triggered that person and maybe they need to look at why that bothered them so much. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was really, it was interesting. I, I got a lot of feedback on that, a lot. It was funny. So how about your energy? Because you had made a note about energy and how you interact with people. Did we cover that enough? I don't, I think there was probably a little more there. Yeah. So I think so much about how you are physically, this is kind of like what we just said, is about your energy. Like what's the best way to show your energy? Like I know if I stand still, if I'm as a speaker, I'm gonna feel myself shake. I don't control my voice that way. I need to move. I feel like that really helps any kind of nervousness or initial like stiffness that you have to get out. Being able to move a little bit is so helpful. And because you want that, first of all, you want the energy to be even, you want it to be flowing and you want people in the room to feel it. So you don't want to be restricted by some stiff pose. I totally agree. It's it's as you were saying this, I forgot about this. My leg used to shake almost violently when I would get up and speak in front of a room. Like my leg would just start shaking and I couldn't control it. That doesn't happen anymore. That's interesting. It never happens. And how I used to stop it from shaking was I would I would walk. Yeah, but it would be like um like a Bambi walk because my leg was shaking so much. I'd be like, okay, I got to be really careful how I walk because I don't want to fall down. And to your point, if I had just stood there, I would have just been like this this shaking shaking mess. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know the other thing, the energy thing is so important, and we're both really passionate about it. I'll postpone a meeting if I'm not, you know, if I'm, if, especially if it's a client meeting, if I'm having a bad day or something's going on or I'm not bringing my best self, if it's important, I'll reschedule it. And I'll, and I'll say, you know what it's, you know, can we, do you mind? Can we do this? You know, whatever the case may be, because you know, when you're not at your best and sometimes you don't have that choice. And also, you know, when you're at your best, so what can you do to either get yourself closer to your best or postpone it until you are at your best? Because 
Yeah. Nobody likes bullshit and people can smell it a mile away. Right. And I think if you are the person who has shown up consistently with the right energy, taking up the right space, and you don't show up that way, you know, depending on what type of meeting you're in, like people are going to see that. So are they going to take advantage of that in whatever way? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want people to be distracted either and say, oh, Nancy must not be feeling well because she just doesn't have her same usual energy or whatever. So you know, sometimes postponing is the better way or figuring out what are some things I could do to kind of get my energy up, right? Do I need water? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to talk to somebody or do some jumping jacks or whatever? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Danny asked me the other day, what do you do in the room before a meeting, before a presentation? And I'm like, oh, sometimes I listen to Tony Robbins. Sometimes I crank loud music. Like I always crank loud music, loud music and dance around. Always, always. And it's funny because he's, I'm like, that's, I just thought it was an interesting question that he would ask it. And yeah, sometimes I'll just jump up and down. Like you, you see the good performers behind stage and they're jumping up and down. They're getting, they're getting their adrenaline going because they need to go put it out there. And it's the same, you know, in a sales presentation and a whatever, even at a, even at like the holidays are coming up. If you want to own the room at, at a party Get you, you got to get yourself in that, in that right energy, whatever, however that works, whatever you do. For me, it's listening to music, to like 80s music. Yeah. Like yeah. Tainted Love. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah, that too. And with the holidays approaching, sometimes we're walking into family situations where we want to feel comfortable and balanced and have yeah, energies in the right way. So. I just mocked, I just mocked your comment about feeling balanced in a family situation. I apologize. That That was more about me than you. Um, Usually is when somebody, (laughs) what else? Anything else? Let's see. I also think that pausing is very effective. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily a physical thing, but it gives you the opportunity to kind of look around at the people that are in the space and kind of commanding that they're looking at you. Right. Yeah. The other hidden benefit of a pause, if you don't know the answer, somebody else might and they'll speak up. Right. I, like I, I remember time and time again, if I didn't have the answer, I would just wait a minute and someone else would answer. I'd be like, oh, great. Little added benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. No, and to me, nothing says confidence like a pause. It, when you pause, it's okay. You, you're not trying to fill the space with nonsense. You're confident and you're pausing and you're regrouping and it's great. I love that. I love the pause. Yes. I agree. I like a good pause. Take a deep breath. Give you a minute to think about what you're going to say next. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Think about what you, what you say before you speak. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Any calls to action? Well, this is your final call to action. What do you have? I'm going to turn it over to you. Oh gosh. Podsters. So I would say if you are going to either go into a meeting or practice, right? Maybe practice. How are you going to walk in? How do you want to hold your hands? You know, do you want to smile walking in? Do you want to have a little bit more of a conservative expression? Like, how do you see yourself walking in, right? Visualize it and practice it. Maybe practice sitting in the chair. Think about where are you going to sit at the table or you know, where are you positioned on the stage, right? I I think so much of it is preparation and practice. Just get comfortable. Totally agree. I mean, the the comfortableness, is that a word? 
It is now. Okay. That keeps coming up. I think that's the key is whatever it is, just make sure you're comfortable. And if, if you're not comfortable, make sure you are as comfortable as you can be in that situation. So that is not the size six jeans for me. That is buying the size I am and loving it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But before we go, I do have to have a moment with Bethy because this was a, this was like a, Hey, want to try this? And it was quite the run. I think we affected a ton of lives yes. together. Yep. Yep. Just an idea one day that got tossed around and here we tossed are. Around. And here we are. So Beth will be back as a guest. Definitely. hundred percent. I will continue to leave her Voxers random in the middle of the day. And I'm going to let you do the peace out, Beth. All right. Podsters, peace out. And that's a wrap. Podsters, we hope, no, we know that you found value in this episode, even if it was one little nugget. And we thank you for listening. So if you found value... Please share it with a friend or two or many if you'd like and send us some feedback about the topics that you want to hear about, episodes that resonated with you, anything. We love to be connected to our podsters. We love it more than anything. Peace out. Hit that follow button. See you next week.